Okay. Okay, so once again, we're looking at... So we're, um, if everybody wants to turn to page... Um, 342 in English. That's where we're going to be. So once again, Rinpoche is teaching uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Uh, specifically, we're in the section on training the mind, the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Um, so when we look at the outline of that specific section, we'll find there are four categories. The first category is the mental training. Uh, the second category is the measure of the determination to be free. The third category uh, is dispelling misconceptions. And then the fourth category is ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. Um, so when we look, uh, we've gone through all of the categories in that section, and we're in the fourth category currently. And in that fourth category, when we look at that outline, uh, there are two categories, um, major headings. Um, the kind of basis needed to halt cyclic existence or the kind of life through which you halt cyclic existence. And then the second category is the um, path needed to undertake in order to halt cyclic existence. So the path that one engages in in order to uh, achieve the state of liberation. Um, so uh, we're dealing uh, with path at this point um, and uh, yeah, again, Rimache said to turn to page 242, it, where it says, If I were explaining here the path of persons of medium capacity. What did you That the Jibundi Gilad and all the trainers, Jibundi, Timmy Bilal, Dujate, Timmy Lal Tibayina, and then Hobbasungi, Hobbasunla, Chilu Jiba Gunas, Hobbasungi Jiba. Right, 
Okay, so Lama Tsongkhapa writes, If I were explaining here the path of persons of medium capacity alone, I would have given uh, to give a lengthy explanation of the three trainings. However, since this is not the case, I will explain the trainings in wisdom and in mind uh, in the per- section on persons of great capacity and will not elaborate at this point. Thus, I will briefly discuss the training and ethical discipline here. <coughs> so what Lama Tsongkhapa is stating is that if uh, he were to be teaching, um, if this text were only on the um, lesser vehicle teachings or on the Hinayana teachings, um, and it, he stopped at the section on uh, medium capacity, um, then it would be necessary to engage in a lengthy explanation um, of the three highest higher trainings um, and um, go over it in, in great detail. But because this is a, a text that includes all the stages of the path, and this section is called the stages in common with beings of medium capacity. Um, um, it's called common um, because there are shared practices that are indispensable and, and are necessary for um, progressing no matter what um, scope or capacity one is practicing in. Um, so the three highest higher trainings are um, not only necessary in the medium scope, but also in the grade scope. So Lama Tsongkhapa is choosing to give the lengthy explanation of these three highest higher trainings when he gets to the section on the great vehicle, um, on the stages of the path for beings of great capacity. Um, but he states that um, although he will explain the insight and in, uh, meditative serenity or um, wisdom and, and meditation or single-pointed uh, concentration, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry. So, um, in the latter, later on in the text in the Great Vehicle section, Lama Tsongkhapa is going to give a lengthy ex- explanation of um, concentration and wisdom, which are meditative serenity uh, and insight, or that calm ab- union of calm abiding and special insight is discussed. But at this point, Lama Tsongkhapa is going to give a brief explanation of the highest higher training in ethics. Um, so, uh, that is everything. Dixon. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Okay, 
And it goes on to read, in the beginning, reflect repeatedly on the benefits of ethical discipline and develop enthusiasm for it from the depths of your heart. <coughs> and then there's a quote from the great uh, final Nirvana Sutra from the Kangja. Um, so if we think about the um, drawbacks of en engaging in the opposite of ethical discipline, and we think over and over of the benefits of engaging in ethical discipline, such as having rebirth in the higher realms, rebirth as a god, as a human, um, having um, various types of happiness, when we think about this over and over again and think about the opposite, um, a, a, sad of, a state of unhappiness caused by the opposite of ethical discipline, then we will want, uh, because of the results, uh, to engage in ethical discipline. Um, so when we think about this and familiarize, familiarize ourselves over and over again with this concept, then it becomes um, part of our motivation um, because we... Um, are encouraged by uh, the results that we've read about and, and, and familiarized ourselves with. Uh, and then we have the quote from the final Nirvana Sutra, ethical discipline is the ladder to all virtues. So Rinpoche went through line by line, uh, so I'll just do it first. Ethical discipline is the ladder to all virtues. So it's like a set of stairs um, that at the top um, is uh, um, every type of virtue um, um, conceivable. So it, it is what one has to um, climb in order to get to any virtue. Um, so it is their foundation just as the earth is the foundation for all plants and the like. So just as plants and trees grow out of the earth, likewise 
um, all other virtues grow from ethical discipline. Just as a master trader goes first among all traders, ethical discipline goes first among all virtues. So ethical discipline is the root of all virtue. Like the hoisted banner of Indra, ethical discipline is the banner of all the teachings. So uh, if there was a flag that flew um, and represented Indra, then we could say that ethical discipline is that flag that represents all of the teachings. Uh, it cuts down all the sins and eliminates the path to the miserable realm. So ethical discipline allows us to abandon our misdeeds and uh, allows us to not have to go to the lower realms of cyclic existence. It, it stops those pathways. Since it, occur, uh, since it cures all the illness of the sins, it's like a medicinal plant. So here, um, misdeeds are being uh, compared to a disease um, and the ethical discipline compared to the medicine, the, a plant that makes me you make medicine from to cure that disease. Ethical discipline is the stock of provisions for the terrible road of cyclic existence. So if you were to go on a very long journey and it was kind of bad conditions, you had to make, would have to make sure that you had plenty of food and plenty of drink um, so ethical discipline is, is what you need to always carry with you when you're trying to traverse the um, horrific um, um, uh, experiences while you are traversing cyclic, uh, the pathways of cyclic existence. It is the weapon that destroys the afflictions, the enemy. So the true enemy is the afflictions, and ethical discipline is like a weapon uh, um, that overcomes them. It is a spell destroying the poisonous snakes of the afflictions. It is a bridge over the waters, the um, bridge to cross over the waters of sin. Sudinla Hinge so the next quote again from Nagarjuna's letter to a friend, Ethical Discipline. The protector Nagarjuna as well says, Ethical Discipline, like the ground supporting, uh, I'm just going to change it now, like the ground supporting uh, those staying and those going uh, in the world is said to be the foundation of all good qualities. So um, if anyone, uh, so when those, those who are going somewhere, 
uh, require a ground to support that activity of going. Those who are staying somewhere um, or abiding require a ground in order to abide. Um, need, they need something to abide on. Um, so whether one is going or staying, it's necessary to have uh, the ground uh, as a foundation for that going or staying. Um, so likewise, ethical discipline is said to be the, the foundation for every single excellent quality that arises. So um, no matter what excellent quality it is, um, it, its foundation is ethical discipline. Um, so, and then, then we have a quote from the Tantra requested by Sabahu. Um, again, a pronouncement of Lord Buddha in the Tantric section. It says, just as every harvest grows without fault in dependence on the earth, so too do the highest virtues depend on ethical discipline and grow by being moistened with the water uh, of compassion. Um, so uh, uh, when we, we uh, just going back, I'm sorry, to Nagarjuna's quote, uh, it says the foundation of all good qualities. So um, ethical discipline then becomes the foundation for the other two highest higher trainings. So when we look to gain the union of calm abiding and special insight, uh, we need that ethical discipline as the foundation um, uh, because of, it's an excellent quality. So I just I, I noticed I wrote that down here and missed it. So again, the Tantra requested by Sabahu speaks... Um, of the, the need um, for the earth in order for a seed to be planted and then grow into a sprout. Um, so every harvest, whether it's rice, no matter what it is, requires the earth to grow out of it. And likewise, um, the highest virtues, so this is speaking um, in Tantra, this is a Tantric text, so those highest virtues in the Tantric te teachings require as their foundation this highest higher training in ethics. Um, and then it says, and grow by being moistened with the water of compassion. So these highest virtues um, have as their foundation um, ethical discipline. Um, and then these highest virtues require this moistening of the water of compassion. So now we um, get into the downfalls or consequences of not um, engaging in ethical behavior. That's 
ਨਿਆਮੀ ਨਾ ਜਾਂ ਲੇਬਰ ਸਾਂ ਸਾਲਾ ਹਬਲ ਰਦ ਕੋ ਬਸ਼ਾ ਉਸ ਵਦ ਉਤ ਬਦਰੇ ਮਾਸੂਮੀ ਨਿਆਮੀ ਤਬਦੀ ਜਰ um so now we get into the drawbacks you should reflect on the benefits of keeping ethical discipline in accordance with the above cited passages there are very grave consequences for you if you undertake an ethical discipline and then fail to keep it uh the sutra of beloved monks says that once you undertake a training it will proceed in either an advantageous or disadvantageous direction um so this sutra uh, from those pronouncements of lord buddha's um Uh, a text written to the fully ordained monks um so we find this quote the ethical discipline of some leads to pleasure so that uh, the ethical discipline of others leads to pain those who possess ethical discipline are happy whereas those who break ethical discipline suffer um so the meaning of this uh is that ethical discipline by engaging in ethical behavior one um has happiness one has rebirth in the higher realms gods humans and so forth uh, so the result of this virtue is happiness but um others who take on this discipline but don't keep it um and engage in the misdeeds which are the misdeeds of breaking one's uh, commitments then this leads to a state of suffering of uh, because non-virtue leads to suffering um so happiness is caused by virtue ethical discipline is virtuous um so those who possess ethical discipline are happy um uh, those who break ethical discipline suffer so those who break their vows um um who um have this ethical discipline they've taken on are led to suffering because um uh, non-virtue which the breaking of ethical discipline is leads to suffering dixon rimche this one what the that you do so maso bene bene ji asu ba chetal habichu chutin la chetal habichu then manjaji saji jedi ngore je that that's going to going to make a check therefore you should also think about the drawbacks of not keeping to ethical discipline and thereby generate great respect for the training uh and now we get into this next section in uh jayan sheba states that there are eight categories okay going to make a check wanjaji betin masaji jedi ngore saji chetal habichu so betin ma saji jig na na wate tomb tomb ten le yomare tombo tomb de wate ne meshiba tonju go pa me batonju go mo mo tonju go ne wate ne jig jid tomb le go ne chata lobi chune tonju ju jeles tonju ju jel tomb de ਨੇ ਮਸ਼ੀਬੀ ਨੇ ਮਸ਼ੀਬਾ ਤੋਂ ਜੋ ਗੁਰੇਸ ਨੇ ਤੋਂ ਜੋ ਗੁਰੇ ਯੋ ਤਾਂ ਨੇਬਾ ਜੋ ਗੁਰੇ ਮੈਂ ਮਸ਼ੀਨਾ ਨੇ ਉਤੇ ਕੋ ਨੇਬਾ ਤੇ ਗੁਰੋਤਾ ਯੋ ਜੀ ਨੇਬਾ ਨਾ ਕੇ ਨੇਬਾ ਇਹ ਨੇਬਾ ਤੇ ਲੈ ਕਰੋਤਾ ਮਸ਼ੀਬਾ ਤੋਂ ਜੋ ਗੁਰੇਸ ਮਸ਼ੀਬਾ ਤੋਂ ਜੋ ਗੁਰੇ ਤੋਂ ਮਸ਼ੀਬੀ ਨੇਬਾ ਕਰਸਨਾ ਲਬਨਾ ਲਨੇ ਸ਼ਿਬਰ ਸ਼ਾਵੋਸ ਉਤੇ ਥਬਾ ਡੂਦੂ ਜੀ ਬਲੋ ਤੇ ਕਿ ਥਬਾ ਡੂਦੂ ਜੀ ਲੋ ਨੇਬਾ ਨਾ ਜੀ ane habana ane mesibulotle habana shibatege mesibulotne nures tabadu mayebe shibulotge tabadu jinlulne banaje wat kal 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 kunduda 
Okay, so there are four causes. So this will be one of the first category. And Jayan Shiva states that there are eight. So this will be the, in the first category. There are four causes of an infraction. Not knowing the precept, carelessness, disrespect, and various afflictions. As a remedy for not knowing the precept, listen to and understand the precepts. So uh, when we look at uh, the idea of a, a mind which doesn't know or doesn't know something or uh, is in a state of unknowing, the way that it knows something is by learning it. By, um, and then the state of unknowing changes to a state of knowing. Um, so uh, likewise, uh, just like the example, again, um, where you think that in a dark room a rope is a snake. Um, and at that point, uh, you don't know what the rope is because you believe it's something it's not. Um, and then by understanding what it is, by seeing that it's a rope and that it's not a snake, then you unmistakably know what it is. Um, and then that state of uh, um, this mistaken state of unknowing re in relation to the rope uh, is gone. So now you're in a state of knowing what that is. You know it's a rope. Likewise, um, when you know uh, what the precepts are, um, then uh, you, that remedies not knowing them. So you have to learn the precepts, uh, and then that remedies that. So it says, as a, re um, as a remedy for not knowing the precepts, listen to and understand the precepts. As a remedy for carelessness, train an attitude such as mindfulness, which does not forget which ends to adopt and which to cast aside. 
Um, so what one should uh, do with his or her body, speech, and mind, what one should not do with his or her body, speech, and mind. Um, so, uh, um, so when one is mindful, one, one is always paying attention to these things. Um, and one knows what they are because of knowing the precepts. So they're, they're um, in this order of knowing the precepts and then uh, we, we go to carelessness and, and so forth. Um, so uh, let's see. And understands, okay, uh, let, let me just go back. Which immediately examines the three doors of body, speech, and mind and understands the right or wrong in which you are... Uh, oh, I think I went too far. As a remedy uh, for carelessness... Train the attitude such as mindfulness, which does not forget which ends to adopt and which to cast aside. Uh, vigilance, which immediately examines the three doors of body, speech, and mind and understands the right or wrong in which you are engaged. Shame, um, so shame is a, uh, in relation to oneself. So this is one's uh, personal um, uh, kind of, I don't want to say embarrassment because it's the next word, but... Uh, one's own personal um, bad feeling um, uh, because of what I'm about to read, which shuns faults committed with respect to oneself or the teaching. So uh, shame is in relation to how you feel about yourself and what you've done. Um, so if you know what your vows are and you break them, then this, this feeling uh, of shame occurs. Um, embarrassment, which shuns wrongdoing and thinks um, others will criticize me. Um, so the, here, embarrassment is um, about what others will think about you. Um, so um, shame is about what you think of yourself. And then embarrassment is worrying about what others will think of you um, if, um, for doing these things. Uh, so dig some. The <laughs> Um, so, uh, which shuns wrongdoing and thinks others will criticize me. And trepidation, which fears the future karmic fruition of wrongdoing. So, um, here trepidation is a fear of what will happen as a result in the future um, because of these misdeeds. As a remedy for disrespect, have respect for the teacher... So one, one analyzes what the teacher here is capitalized because this refers to Buddha Shakyamuni. Um, so think of uh, um, all of the t teacher's teachings and so forth, his rules. These are the um, ethical behaviors set forth um, by uh, Lord Buddha. 
um, and your fellow practitioners. So here this refers to Dharma friends. Um, so we, um, uh, for, so one begins to, um, the gu, gu, magupi the nyepogare. Magupi nyepogare. They understand. Then Gopa Kandrezu. あ、感じ、感じ、感じよ。クーバスナタのスズクゲタ、サンジ、サンジルナトガブチネ。サンガレ。クリチグル。で、ユンテン。ユンテンロ、ユンテン。ああ、オッケー。うん、そう。I um, of these um, basises um, and, f- and analyzing these basises, excellent qualities, and then becoming familiar. Uh, and, and, by, and this becomes uh, a remedy for that disrespect because uh, one will then start to respect these basises of, of the um, Buddha, the um, um, pronouncement, the, the Buddha, the um, ethical disciplines he, he put forth. Uh, and one's fellow uh, Dharma friends. <laughs> Um, so um, now it says, as a remedy for various afflictions, examine your mind and energetically apply the remedies for whatever afflictions predominate. Um, so when we, there are many afflictions, so one has to look at oneself and see which afflictions are the worst, which are the most glaring, what predominates. Um, and then apply an antidote to that specific affliction. All the afflictions have their remedies, have their antidotes. So, for instance, when we look at attachment, um, if the attachment is uh, um, predominant, um, then we apply its antidote, which is meditation on impurity or the ugliness um, uh, ugliness, um, and then in parentheses of, of the body or whatever one's attached to. It's impurity. Um, so the second um, is if we were, for instance, to have uh, a real problem with anger, then meditation upon love becomes the antidote to anger. If we have a bigger problem with ignorance, then meditation upon dependent origination becomes the antidote to this ignorance. So each of the afflictions has their individual antidotes, um, separate antidotes, and um, uh, everyone is different. In terms of which ones are predominate. So, in terms of the eight categories that Jayan Sheba will present, this is the first category. Shonsula Jawan, 
ね、ガヤ、ジュンチョンオンチャンドサネ、チェバナラパヤンソ、ジョバネ、ドゲンバジトテサ。タンドツトンチョンチョンチョンチョンチョンチョンチョンチョンチョンチョンチョンチョンチ
ne Çebakım Tan So now we get into the second category. Those who fail to make an effort in this way, uh, who follow the rules in a lax fashion, thinking that even though they have transgressed, it is merely a small fault, will gain only suffering. For as the exegesis of discipline says, those who take lightly and slightly transgress the teaching of the compassionate teacher, thereby come under the power of suffering. Just as one who cuts a grove of small bamboo and spoils a whole grove of mango. Here, uh, those who transgress the king's pronouncements would not be punished for a few such transgressions. But uh, they were, were they to transgress improperly the edicts of the sage, they would become animals, as did the Naga Elipatra. Um, so uh, here, uh, this is saying that uh, even if one engages in a small amount of non-virtue or just does a small misdeed, one shouldn't think, oh, uh, I've only done something little. Uh, this isn't very, this is no big deal. It's just something small. It's literally it's like uh, thinking uh, this is not a big deal. This isn't something very serious. Um, it's only a small fault. But the fact is that this small non-virtue will... Um, cause a great deal of suffering in the future. Um, so one shouldn't think that it's small because of what its result will be. And it says, um, uh, um, those who take lightly and slightly transgress the teaching of the compassionate teacher, thereby come under the power of suffering. So even a light transgression, even just the smallest amount of misdeed that you do causes a great amount of suffering. Um, and it goes on to say that um, if you were in a kingdom and there were certain laws put down uh, and you were to transgress um, a, a couple in a very, very slight fashion um, where um, in, in that case there's a chance that you wouldn't get in trouble, um, that the, the king, you wouldn't be punished. There isn't certainty uh, that you would be punished. Whereas in the case of uh, karma, uh, in the case of misdeeds, you will most certainly um, have a result of, not, of suffering. And Nawan Rapje addresses this uh, small bamboo and spoils a, a whole grove of mango. Um, and and Rimche is saying that the, um, uh, 
here it's a, a grove of trees in the Tibetan, I guess it says a tr of trees that can be eaten, like it's a, a, in a tree that, that, that can be eaten. Um, uh, so, then the, the, the Dondagare, the, the Sheen, the, the oh, Jawagare, the, oh. the Jawagare, the, the, the Dugyao Dong, the Sheen, the, the Jawagare, the Dondagare. Oh. Uh, let me find it again. It's so not important, maybe. Chishene keo mare. Nyaba tama yaba yaso. Shamarun chune. Kajuna jawase. Amitsu. Amitsa nyam shin. Does that remember? But that's all. And then he said, Amitsa nyam shin. Amitsa nyam shin. I mean, it says that the Sahagi Shinji is Sahagi Shinji. This I mean, Sahagi Shinji Logres, Nora Jigi, Chen to the Undergo, Chenajins, Tale, Mosit Baba, you know, I mean, it's Sahagi Shinji, Kondogos Rota. What one is it? So Remache is saying that. Um, this should should read like if you were in a kingdom and just cut a little bit of this tree, uh, that a food tree, just cut a little tiny bit of it. Um, the spoils, I can't seem to get the spoils part clear, and it doesn't seem to come through in the commentary, and in the Tibetan, uh, it doesn't seem to come through. So, but I, you know, I just might be missing something. But Rimache's commentary isn't. It, it's just basically saying that. If you cut a small amount of this food tree, um, then uh, which is against the law, you might not get in trouble. It might be some, you know, if you took a small amount of this, you might not get in trouble. Whereas if you did a small misdeed, you most certainly will experience the great amount of suffering. So that's the meaning behind this. And then it says they would become animals, as did Alipatra. Here, this is a story of uh, Alipatra, who was a meditator. And every day he got up, there was a tree in his way, and he would hit his head on the tree. Uh, and he became very impatient with this and cut the tree down. And thinking that this was a small misdeed, went about his business and, and engaged in meditation. And as a result, he was reborn as a naga with a tree growing out of his head. Uh, so we see how small misdeeds results can be great amount of suffering. So we'll take a short break, uh, and we'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Tambatasu. Nemibusia Shit, 
Okay. And now we get into uh, number three, uh, which deals with if you have engaged in non-virtue, what to do about it. Therefore, strive not to be polluted by faults and infractions. However, if you should become polluted by these, do not heedlessly ignore such sins and infractions, but strive to redress them in accordance with the Buddhist teachings. As in the sutra requested by Brahma says, rely upon the trainings, undertake them earnestly from the heart. Do not give them up later or break them even to save your life. Always maintain them diligently and engage in discipline, in the discipline. Um, so when we look at the various disciplines, uh, we can categorize them by um, vows or misdeeds, um, broken vows or misdeeds. Um, so uh, in terms of uh, vows or commitments, uh, they have their individual ceremonies uh, in order to restore them, in order to um, kind of... Um, uh, fix what has been broken. Uh, yeah, fix what has been broken. Uh, so in terms of the individual liberation vows for the monks and nuns, there is the sojung. Uh, and for the bodhisattva vows, there is the bodhisattva's um, uh, transgression of downfalls. Uh, for the tantric vows, there is a tantric ceremony uh, to restore one's vows. Uh, and in terms of regular misdeeds, application of the four opponent powers and other practices such as those um, become the antidote uh, to that type of non-virtue. So all non-virtues um, have their uh, specific opponents, um, and if they are just general, then there are the general um, um, purification 
of misdeeds. There's a general purification of misdeeds, but if there's specifically bodhisattva vow, tantric vows, or um, ordained vow, vows of the ordained, uh, then they require specific antidotes, which are, um, are specific ceremonies. Uh, ceremonies. Moreover, as the Buddha decreed in the sutra on having pure ethical discipline, the silly samyuk Sutra, using reasons you should keep your ethical discipline even at the risk of your life. So one uses reasons, um, becomes familiar with ethical discipline and its excellent qualities and the need for it. And then once one is familiar with it and truly understands it, then one will not give it up even if it costs his or her life. It says, O monks, to lose your life and die. Um, is uh, excellent, but to ruin and lose your ethical discipline is not. Um, so remember, this is supposed to read like, um, if you are have ethical discipline and lose your life and die, then this is okay. It's it's excellent. Um, we can use the word excellent. To die while one has been ethical is excellent, but. It says, why? Losing your life and dying depends only on the lifespan of this rebirth. But if you ruin and lose your ethical discipline, you will experience a great downfall, separating from your lineage and giving up happiness over 10 million lifetimes. Uh, you should think, if this, need to, if this need to keep my ethical discipline is at all costs were not the case, then shaving off my hair and donning monastic robes was pointless. Then we get a quote from the um, pronouncements of Lord Buddha, the King of Concentration Sutra. The Tingenzi Do Lapgo Injike. Okay. Uh Then Tati 
ਤੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਰਾਜੀ ਤਾਂ ਨਹੀਂ ਸਮਰਵਤਾ ਜਿਸੂ ਪਾਲੇ ਨੇ ਜੋ ਜਿਸੂ ਬਬਾ ਕਾਇਮਾ ਤਜਲ ਅਲਮਤੀ ਤਿੰਨ ਰਾਜੀ ਮਜੂਸ ਰਾਜੀ ਜੀਜੇ ਤਾਂ ਸੰਭਗਾਰੇ ਰਾਜੀ ਜਿਤਾ ਦਾ ਜਿਤਾ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਤਾਂ ਦਾ ਮਾਮੀ ਬਤਾ ਦਾ ਮਾਮੀ ਪੀ ਓਕੇ ਮਾਮੀ ਤਾਂ ਦਾ ਸੋ ਰੋ ਤਾਂ ਦਾ ਇਹ ਸੋ ਸੋ ਤੇ ਉਹ ਕਾਦਾ ਦਾ ਟੁਟਾ ਜੀ ਉਹ ਮਮਸ਼ੀ ਆਇਓ ਰੇ ਸੋ ਸੇ ਬਈ ਨਾ ਰਾਜੀ ਜਿਤਾ ਦਾ ਮਾਮੀ ਬਤਾ ਦਾ ਜਿਤਾ ਦਾ ਆਬਜ਼ਰਵੇਸ਼ਨ ਲਸ ਓਕੇ ਓਕੇ ਅਮ Uh, so we can utilize uh, when we go back to the sutra on having pure ethical discipline where we find this address to the fully ordained uh, monks being given um it says uh, um why uh the chuchen yanjur ਨਿਆਂ ਜੋ ਮੋਟਾ ਜਾਈ ਬਤੋ ਰੀਤਾਂ ਟੇਸ਼ੀ ਦਵਾ ਪੁੰਦੇ ਨਾ ਬਤੋਂ ਆਚਮ ਨਾ ਸੁਨਿਓ ਜੁਤੇ ਨੇ ਨੇ ਚੁਦੀ ਨਾ ਬਿਕਾਜ਼ਾ ਇਮੇਜਰ ਚੀਚਨ ਦਾ 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 ਚੀਪਾ ਚੁਦੀ ਨਾ ਮਚੂਏਸ਼ਨ ਚੁਦੀ ਨਾ ਬਿਕਾਜ਼ਾ ਖਗਾਰੋ ਤਾ ਆ ਓਕੇ ਮੈਂ ਤਾਂ ਕਹਦਾ ਮਸੂਏ ਦੇ ਮੈਂ ਕਾਂਸਾਕ ਓਕੇ ਡਰਾਬਲ ਡੂ ਓਕੇ ਅਮ ਸੋ ਵੀ ਕੈਨ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਅਮ ਵਨ Uh, a human who has given up his or her vows um is separates from their lineage and gives up happiness over 10 million lifetimes because they are a person who has given up their ethical discipline um so and then we can say that a person who has um a a human who has um, um a human who has engaged um in ethical discipline um the subject a person who has engaged in ethical discipline does not separate from their lineage and has happiness over 10, 10 million lifetimes because he or she is a person which has held on to ethical discipline um so a human who has engaged in ethics won't be separated from lineage and will have happiness over 10 million years because they're a person who has held ethical discipline a human who has abandoned ethical discipline will be separated from lineage and experience suffering over 10 million lifetimes because they're a person who has abandoned his or their ethics um so this is how we would look at it in terms of chichen sawadak in terms of uh, the subject um thesis um correct sign ਉਹ 
Tenzi You should think if this need to keep my ethical discipline at all costs were not the case, then shaving off my hair and donning monastic robes was pointless. Uh, for as the King of Concentration Sutra says, after you have renounced the world and gone forth into the Buddhist teachings, you engage in sinful actions um, and attach to mounts, oxen, and chariots have the idea that wealth and grain are essential. Why did you make no effort to train in anything? Bother to shave your heads. Um, so uh, here it's speaking to those who are, who are ordained, who have um, gone forth, um, yet still engage in non-virtuous actions um, and break their vows and becoming attached to mounts. Um, so, um, uh, to the, the saddles and so forth, becoming attached to one's um, oxen and cattle and cows, becoming attached to one's chariot, um, becoming uh, attached uh, to the idea that one um, has to have wealth um, for happiness. One has to have these wonderful grains and food uh, for happiness. Seeing these as essentials um, in order um, to um, be satisfied. It says, why have the, since if you have these ideas, why did you make no effort to train in any, why did you who make no effort to train in anything bother to shave your heads? So what was the point of becoming ordained, shaving your heads and putting on robes um, if uh, you have this relationship with things such as mounts, oxen, chariots, uh, and, and wealth and grain and food and so forth? I think so. Da 
ชุดกลคบุนดกลิลลาเลลาบุเตยะเป็นคาบาคาเฮนเดอร์เซอร์นะเดชเซสงโซสตะบะเตเรเตนันโดเลโซเตนงาบะเลงเรโอเคออลไ
Likewise, a confused person whose ethical discipline is impaired, though wanting to escape from the composite, cannot escape because of, of impaired ethical discipline and is restored, destroyed by illness, old age, and death. Therefore, as the sutra says, I set forth trainings for householders wearing secular clothing. At that time, these monks did not even uh, did not have even these trainings. The Buddha says that in these times, when even monks do not completely maintain the five fundamental trainings he taught to lay practitioners, effort in the trainings has an even greater fruit. Therefore, you should strive to maintain the, the trainings. And, I'm not sure if that, that um, paragraph is included in number four or not. Um, I'll let you know in one minute. Nabat Ginella soon be, Sabi Jinga, Yonso Zuba, Zuba Sunga, Gilunlaya, Mabba soon be Tinder, Sabala Tumbane, Sabaya, Jabuchi, Beba Shates, Tatan, what the kitchen door, the Abushu door, ah. Hobba Gloomlaya Dutanile, 
so the um this next section is actually very important because this is really specific to these times that we're in right now so number five we actually back up a little tiny bit um that's what i was saying before we actually back up to Therefore, as this sutra says, I set forth trainings. Um, so this is going to be ca- all category number five. And this same sutra is referring to the King of Concentration Sutra. So it says, I set forth trainings for householders wearing secular clothing. At that time, these monks did not, even, uh, did not have even these trainings. Um, so here, this is speaking of the five uh, householder vows and stating that um, that uh, during these times, um, even uh, um, even fully ordained um, practitioners were not able to keep the five main trainings. Um, so, if you are able to during the these this time, it's of great benefit. Um, so, this is an important section because we are in this time right now. So, if we're able to keep those five vows, it's of great benefit. Um, and it says, the Buddha says that in these times, even when even monks do not completely maintain the five fundamental trainings he taught to lay practitioners, effort in the trainings has an even greater fruit. Therefore, you should strive to maintain the trainings. The same sutra says, for 10 million eons, as many as there are sands in the Ganges, I serve with a pure mind, food, drink, umbrellas, banners, processions of lamps, to 10 quadrillion Buddhas. So much greater is the merit of whoever practices a single training, night and day, at the time when the sublime teaching is perishing and the Sagata's teaching is coming to an end. So during these de- de- degenerate times, when the teachings are coming to an end, uh, and leaving this world, just keeping those five vows that the Buddha set forth to householders is of, of great benefit. So it's important uh, for us to understand this um, because this is really referring to these days, to now, and we need to know this about it. So Rinpoche has three or four times emphasized the importance of this specific section um, in a way that hasn't emphasized that much throughout the teaching. So this number five is very important. Um, because during these times, um, it's very rare uh, to be able to to practice and hold disciplines. Um, so during these times, uh, one who can even hold on to without letting go of those five vows um, is said to um, be benefited much more much gr- in a greater way um, than during non-degenerate times or times when the things are in the um, increase, things are in the decrease phase now. Mm-hmm. 
Tamala Tada Kanshi so now we uh, move on to number six. Furthermore, you might think that even were you to incur an infraction, you could confess it afterwards. However, in this case, you lack an attitude of restraint that prevents you from committing the action again. So engaging in this infraction is like eating poison and telling yourself that you could always take the antidote later. For as the lion's roar of Maitreya Sutra, the Maitreya Maha Simha Nada Sutra says, uh, Maitreya in the future, in the final 500-year period of the teaching, certain renunciates and householder bodhisattvas will claim that sinful karma is completely extinguished through confessing the fault. They will disclose the infraction, saying, after we have become involved in sin, we will confess it, but they will not restrain themselves from doing it again. I tell you that they possess fatal karma. What do I mean by fatal? For example, it is like people who ingest poison. They create their time of death and then end up in a misguided descent into a miserable realm. And also, Maitreya, what I call poison in the noble teaching of the disciplined, is transgressed in... One more time. Maitreya, what I call poison in the noble teaching of the discipline is transgressing the fundamental trainings as I have prescribed them. Therefore, do not eat such poison. So here, non-virtue is being compared to poison because one knows what doing it uh, will result in. Uh, likewise, one knows what taking poison will result in, one dying. And then it gives the analogy of someone who has committed suicide but then now is just headed to a more miserable uh, circumstance. Um, as a result of it. Uh, 
Number seven now. Of the eight. So Rimache is saying he thinks there's number four categories in number seven, which is the one we're at now. That's a common engineer, eh? Jusa. What? 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 <laughs> okay, so uh, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Thank you again, everybody, for making this possible. Fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers. Adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Jewel. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samatabhadra as well. Whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogadeshwara and Zanjatsa may stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life, the precious Kensar Wanda, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom and perseverance, who she rum, Jigutishapi Denalang, 